I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is brought to you by Fretish.com. Fretish is a brand new service that enables you to rent your musical equipment to other local musicians and make money from your instruments while you're not on the road. If you have a collection of guitars, amps, pedals or other musical kit, why not list it on Fretish and start connecting with musicians just like you? Listings are free and you set the price and conditions of your rental as well as having full control to reject any rental requests. Check out Fretish.com and start making money from your guitar collection today. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Guitar Nerds, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this morning by Jay Cross. Hello. Pretty uh, bare bones crew today. Uh, the, the best. This, I mean, you've got the best too, obviously. Well, in fairness, I would say that we are probably the mean average of Guitar Nerds. Yeah. Because it, it, egos aside... I, I am mean. E- egos aside, Matt Knight is obviously the best. He's the nerdiest. And Joe Branton is clearly the worst. Yeah, we're sort of two in the middle. Yeah, we're just kind of, you know, we're just kind of knocking about just the two of us. Just the two of us. We've done this before, I'm sure, when it's just been two of us. You and I. Very good. (laughs) But you couldn't go that low. I can't really. Yeah, no, obviously. Um, So, yeah, bit of a weird episode. Joe is out doing something or other? I think he was playing in Leeds yesterday or maybe the day before. Can't get back. I think he's on some sort of tour. Matt's doing something else. I don't know where Matt is. He's very elusive. Yeah, he hasn't been on for ages. He just, he just goes, I can't make it. Sorry, yeah, I can't guys. make it, lads. Oh, okay, when when we can rearrange. I can't make it. That, Maybe oh. he's working on secret projects in I the lab. So. Pedal nerds. Oh, don't. Don't give him ideas. Well, completely. Don't give the audience ideas because they'll be actually requesting that. Some of them won't. No. At least one of them will not be <laughs> requesting that. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's going to be probably a bit of a weird episode because there's only a couple of us here. But as there is uh, this news and stuff um, to talk about, you were out at a gig last night. Did you see any interesting gear? Um, or was it no, the usual punk fair? Yeah, J- JCM, you know, DSL 50s. No, it was, it, was, um, it was orange, probably rented backline. Sure. Uh, some Fender combos, uh, Les Pauls, and... Um, like jazz masters the, that fact, is i don't think there were any telecasters no there were there was one telecaster uh yeah i think it was just the one telly it's mainly it's actually there was a lot of les pauls really yeah because we've said recently like you go to gigs these days you don't see les pauls no yeah there was uh there was a lot of les pauls um Slaughter Beach Dog was uh, one of one of the, my mates' band who stayed here last night. Weird band um, name, isn't it? It's a weird band name, yes. Uh, but uh, Nick Harris, the guitar player, who is an uh, occasional guitar nerd's listener, uh, he was dogging me to be on the podcast at some point, and I was like, "Nah, I'm not sure, mate. Really? I'm not sure you're that interesting. He hasn't got the uh, hasn't got the chops. Well, we'll see. But he he's a big Les Paul fan, and he had uh, he had two Les Pauls with him, right? And one of them, the singer was using one of them. So standards. Uh, yeah, I think so. Older ones, I think. Okay. So, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was in a weird venue. It was, it was in the first. It was the first show they've done in this venue in Brighton called Bow Wow, and um, yeah, it was it was a bit weird. The sound wasn't great, but you know, teething problems. It ne- is what it is. Next to a strip club, so next you know you're in club. a great part of town. Well, completely. You know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm, I've got a little bit of a 
little bit of a head this morning but uh, okay we'll get through it we'll get through it totally too early to be podcasting anyway but hopefully we'll be able to provide you with a decent amount of stuff well absolutely i've um, spent a lot of time this week uh thinking about getting a new guitar and looking at tellies and stuff yeah i saw we've got this um in the guitar nerds whatsapp group you were saying like oh maybe i should buy this reverend that looks a bit like a telly it's like well yeah, but it is a telly. It's got a telly headstock and everything. Yeah. Well, it's, it hasn't actually. It's got I the mean, reference headstock, but in, it's not In fairness, too weird. what one was it that you were looking at? The, the, it wasn't uh, the Buckshot, was it? No, it's no. It was a... Um, was it a signature model? Yes, Pete Anderson, okay. who I don't know who he is. Okay. Um, they had a very, very limited run of guitars made for a shop in the States called... They were just called the Pete Anderson Signature. Silverbird, uh, not Silverbird, Sil- um, Silver Metal Flake, P90 in the neck, Tele Pickup in the bridge. Um, it just looked excellent. And I know because it's a reverend, it's going to play really nicely, and I like the feel of, of their guitars. Um, and two of them found their way over here to Merchant City Music, who are pretty okay. much the biggest reverend dealer, I think, in, yeah. in the UK. Um, and they had both gone They, I, I was on Reverb and that one of them popped up and I was like oh this is interesting I'll do some investigation found out in fact through one of the Guitar Nerds listeners in the group um, that there were only two available in the UK they were never meant to come to the UK one was Rosewood which I didn't want so yeah. there was only one Maple right. and then about 10 minutes later Someone um, put up a message saying yeah it's gone didn't you post it in the group though well yeah it was my I, mean- <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think someone from the group bought it possibly but, uh, well yeah possibly possibly so- I, the thing is with that is because it had a P90 in the, in yeah. the neck didn't it that, see that's the thing for me and I, I know that I'm maybe a bit of an outlier here I just I, guitars that have got two different types and I know this is something that you like but I don't like guitars that have got two different types of pickups P90's not that different from a single coil though yeah, I, I just- mean it is literally a single coil well yeah for sure but it's just I, the balance never seems right to me. That's that's kind yeah, of the way that start, I would... adjust the pickups a bit, and it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. P90, I've... I don't think would be too weird because you know, telly neck pickup, it's all right. Yeah, it's not oh, why you buy sure. a telly. Yeah, yeah. So that said, that my the, the neck pickup in my offset telly is wicked. Yeah, the bridge pickup in your offset telly is not very good. Correct. Yeah, that's that's why. Yeah, I wonder if I still like the neck pickup as much if I change the bridge pickup. Yeah, that could be a problem. Mm. Yeah, get onto Monty's or something. See if you can make your nice telly set to okay. uh, to put in there. So yeah, thinking about that, and then I was just thinking maybe I should just buy a bar telly. Maybe I just get it over with. I mean, they are the best guitar of all time. Well, under a grand. Yeah, they used to be a lot under a grand. Well, they're listen, not quite they're as still much under, under a grand. As as we've talked about a lot recently, it's um, Brexit, isn't it? Well, that wasn't what I was going to say, but you know, <laughs> what I was going to say is. We have been saying that this guitar is the best guitar for under a grand for the last, you know, five years or whatever. It's still under a grand. Yeah, sure. And it's still the best guitar for under a grand. Mm, I think there's other things that could claim that now. But, I'm not sure about that. But um, I'm still thinking about getting a Baja Telly. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it this afternoon, actually. I've got tons Are you going to buy one this afternoon? No, because oh, okay. I asked you for a uh, you know if you could get me a, a price on one you said no and so I've got to now find a guitar shop that will do me a nice price on one well there we go um, so yeah so I'm going to sell pretty much everything that I've got really not guitar wise I'll keep okay. all the guitars but like I've got loads of pedals that need to go and that Tubemeister 5 combo needs yep. to go because um, I want to it's even that at 5 watts is too big for my house Yeah. so I'm probably just going to end up getting like a katana mini or something okay just like the little one that i can have on a desktop next to me and play guitar in into that i know you know obviously being on this podcast i should have some elaborate setup where i've got three amps and you know 200 pedals um but practically for my house the problem i find at the moment is i don't play as much guitar as i could because because it's because i've got nowhere to I, i can plug in but if I plug into that Tubemeister, it just sounds rubbish because you yeah. can't turn it up yeah. at all. And then it just is really discouraging from playing. Um, so I want to get something that sounds pretty good at mega low volumes. And I've been listening to a lot of demos recently. I've actually been watching a lot of uh, demo videos on home practice amps and stuff. Um, and the Katana Mini seems by far and away the best option until you get to something like the katana 50 which again is probably a bit too big for what i need right um you know you've got all those kind of joke amps like you know the i say joke i don't mean joke i mean novelty the little orange crush three yeah the little fender bandmaster yeah, or whatever it marshall is marshall ms2, MS2. Yeah. they're fine you know for they are they are they're a nice they're, they're, i mean they're a stocking they're, filler basically. they're toys really yeah. more than anything else and and that's um I, I tell you what actually i'm i'm quite surprised that um <laughs> we when that um 
Black Star, uh, whatever the Black Star one's called, Fly Three. Yeah. When that came out, it was just it was such a game changer. Yeah. I, re- I really couldn't believe how good that amp was for the size of it. Um, we we'd always sort of poo pooed amps Pardon? like that. You know, you heard me poo pooed. Yeah. Um, we'd always sort of dismiss that stuff because it's like, well, it's. Well, they're, you know, they're generally you, not very. They're not. They're not very good. Yeah. And and this came out and it's fifty quid, so it's a little bit more than the, a little bit more than the um, uh, than the the Marshalls and the Defenders and the Oranges. But it was just an order of magnitude better. Like it was, it was a viable amp. Yeah. And there doesn't really seem to have been much reaction in the market from other amp companies to do something. I think the Katana Mini is the thing that comes closest, but it's twice the price. Yeah, sure. I, and I actually, I've listened to some ABs and stuff, and it is quite a bit better. Sure, completely. But, yeah, like you say, it's double the money, in the same way that the Black Star is double the money of, of the, the Marshall. Yes, yeah, completely. But completely. when we're talking still, you know, how much is a Katana Mini? 99 quid or something? 100 quid, yeah, yeah, quid. something like that. Um, it's still not a huge amount of money. No, it's no, money that of, I can spend. of course not, of course not. But I just sort of mean in terms of... Um, it, the, the Fly 3 was just so much better than anything else that it seems strange that nobody s- sort of reacted to it. Well, I, I think it's a difficult thing to do, really, is, you know, how does someone like Marshall or Fender or Orange make an amp that's, like, that much better in that mini-amp yeah. format? You know, it's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Blackstar have done it through some clever technology and stuff, but, it's you know, how much time and effort do you sink into that? Well, yeah, I when guess so. Your, you know, your potential return on it is probably not that great. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Blackstar have sold a fair few of those Fly yeah. 3s, but how many of those do you have to sell to make up for selling... You, the sort of stuff that Orange or Marshall oh, completely, sell, you know. completely, completely. But, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a Mustang that came out at some point, that sort of size. Yeah, there's, um, there's some Vox stuff, and there's obviously the Yamaha. There is, there is a Vox one, isn't there? There's the Yamaha a, THR5s as the, well. I, I never got on with those. Yeah. I, I, even when we were in the shop and people come in and ask about them, I, I just, I never understood why people like those amps I, I just I don't think they I didn't think they sounded very good a lot of people really I like the THR 100 I thought that was a really cool amp yep. but the, the the fives and the tens I just never got on with them I didn't understand it I thought that the and I don't mean to sound like Joe Branton here like I, I get the convenience I thought that was cool it had the USB out it was you know small and compact nice and easy like it looked quite cool you could have it on your desktop but um just in terms of practicality, I didn't think it was great, personally. Having done quite a lot of research this week, I would say it's probably the second best sounding... Behind the Katana. Behind the Katana right. Mini. Um, there's this Vox one, which I think it's called the IO-10 or something like that. Okay. Um, and obviously there's all the little Marshall and Fender bits and pieces. Um, and even... Uh, it's tough, really. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, yeah, probably the boss is the is the best sounding for me then the Yamaha um, and then under that it starts to fall away a bit like the, the Vox I don't think comes anywhere anywhere close and this is all just you know I've only been watching YouTube videos it's not like I've been out in the flesh yeah, and, yeah. and listened to this stuff but I've been watching quite a lot of comparison videos to try and make up my mind um, and the Boss does seem to be the best um, but like you say it's twice the price of something like a, a Fly 3 so um, and at the same time how much time should we really be spending talking about something that you're using for utilitarian purposes as opposed Completely. to you know there's no you're not you're not getting this because it's oh this is going to change the way that I play guitar but you're, exactly. you're getting it because this is what I need in order to actually be able to play guitar definitely yeah. definitely yeah in the flat at the moment just yeah there's no way that I can I mean I totally could run a 5 watt valve amp but I'm not getting the best out of it no and it no, seems no, no. pointless having that um, when I could downgrade something that I can actually use I just get like a Helix LT or something yeah, headphones though. Yeah, headphones. I, know. I tell you what, headphones with two cats in the house is a nightmare because said, just after the cable constantly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've tried that because I've got um, one. Uh, Guitarners listen sent us in uh, a pod. Oh, oh no, yeah, of course. They sent yeah. us in. No, I bought a pod from a guitar nerd's listener. Okay. Um, and I've been trying to use that, and having that in the living room, it's just a nightmare because if you want to leave it set up, you obviously need to plug the power supply in, you plug the guitar cable in, just to to be like ready to go. And I guess that would be the same with. With uh, a guitar a, amp. A guitar amp, but you also have to have headphones plugged yeah. in. And having those three cables, you know, it's just a bit messy. The cats are just on it constantly. Um, yeah, it's not the most relaxing experience to try and play with uh, 
headphones. What about when you uh, try and restring with cats? Oh yeah, that's that's the worst experience it's, it's ever. Just, it's just it's like it's almost worth just, just not, not doing bothering. It. Yeah. yeah, it's I think so exhausting. Locking the door is the key there because <laughs> uh, yeah, they're an utter utter nightmare. They've been winding me up. That's why I'm a bit aggy at the moment. Just really? no sleep. Oh no, because of cats. So anyway, what um, I'm going to do to soothe uh, my aggressive nature is buy myself a new amp so I can play guitar. And in the next few weeks, I probably want to buy a new guitar. Want to get a telly? Maybe I get a Baja telly. I mean, they are the best guitars. What colours are they in at the moment? Um, Just the two. No, there's so it depends on whether you want the fifties one or the sixties one. I definitely don't want the sixties one. The fifties one, then you can get I think in blonde, black, or two tone sunburst. Hmm. Maybe you got to get blonde, really, haven't you? I think so. I th- I think so. Put a, they've got a black guard. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it looks like a fifty two telly. Yeah. You know. It's Maybe proper. that's what I need. There's, I mean, they're just so good. Maybe that's what they're I so need. They're so good. I saw there was uh, there was um, a, a conversation that came up in the in the Guitar Nerds forum where someone was saying, "Oh yeah, I'm saving up for a uh, I'm saving up for a, a Baja Telly," and um, they hadn't, they hadn't played one. I guess they were just going off of what what we say about them. And, and someone came into the the you know playing Devil's Advocate, saying, "Well, that neck's quite big." And you know, we we do talk about this a lot. I, don't think it, it, I remember reading the thread now. It wasn't that it was a big neck; it was the soft V, which the person was yeah, saying like okay. it takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah, I really I really like it. Yeah, but it I is well. it is it, necks can be a bit hit or miss for some people. Oh, totally. So I, as with all of these things, you've just got to go to a shop and try them before you try them before you buy them. It's weird, isn't it? Because I can play things like my Les Paul Junior, for example, has got a real what I would say slim neck got like 60 slim yeah and I like that and I also like you know like big 50s baseball bat or Sophie star necks the only thing I don't really get on with is like Ibanez style the sort of wizard yeah super thin super flat yeah, yeah it's yeah. just strange that you can you know some people can go from I mean even Ibanez neck you know if someone handed it to me I'd be like yeah this feels great yeah. fine you know it wouldn't be my preference no. but um, you know some people are just really really put off by things either way completely yeah I mean I, I, I can go I can swing either way when Do you know it comes what? to that the only thing that I can't play wide flat P-bass necks 60 style P-bass necks right okay not just no way I wonder where the innovation for that came. Actually, it probably wasn't innovation. It was probably that he just just that's what they just tried it for a bit. Yeah, yeah, just do something a bit different. I yeah, don't know. If you um if you try those, the ones they com- uh, commonly reissue like sixty one, two, and three, I guess, are the most reissued P bases. If they're talking about sixty stuff, the necks are so wide, and I just yeah, it makes me wonder how they went from pretty slim but deep to wide and flat. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what the, whether it was the market driving that or whether, like you say, Leo just went, hush, oh, should we just try something different? Yeah. Maybe it was a marketing thing. It's Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it was I a mean, mistake. You know, it's oh, no, we've drilled, drilled them wrong. We've made them, we've cut them wrong. I don't know, drilled. You don't drill a neck. I don't think you drill a neck out of no, a that's how they wood. used to do it. Just, just, <laughs> that's the secret of the that's Fender why, Custom Shop. Instead of cutting <laughs> it, they just drill it. You get a, you get a full, you get those full rose, uh, redwood tree from, from up in Northern California. You just drill you just, necks out of it. Yeah, you just boring yeah. necks out of them that's how we do it um, should we dive into some uh... oh no okay you got to do it <clears throat> uh, can you give it a, you should do it hang on see it's, uh... it's tough news I'm glad you did that because I almost said questions oh right I, yeah. I, I, I thought you went questions I... uh, do you know what? I thought you were going to say quirky bullshit <laughs> To uh, really fully imitate Branton. No, no, that wasn't what I was going to do. I just, uh, I forgot that it was news and not questions. Well, it is indeed. Quite, quite, I tell you what, I, I give him slack, but he, he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. Right, no, he basically right. drifts off for most of the podcast and then you have to poke him with a stick under the table to make him say the things that he's yes. supposed to say. Um, just as a heads up, I'm not reading all these names out in one breath. Yes, you are. Absolutely no okay. way. Oh, I'll try it. Okay, good. I'll try it. <coughs> but we don't have to do that yet. We'll okay. think about that later. Okay. Um, so first up in the news this week, uh, Laney Amplification announced the uh, bit of a weird one. This they've announced the mini line of amps, which they already announced at NAM. But what they're saying is, we announced at NAM, they're actually now available, and yeah, they're, they're well, giving they're, more spec. They're about launching them. them, which is kind of what the, this is what Fender have been doing with the last few product releases. You know, lo- showing them at NAM yeah. and then launching them properly when i guess when stock stock becomes available so i saw these um so there's two 
lines available here. There's the 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 mini and then the mini ST. The ST standing for stereo. Uh I don't know what the I assume it's ST is stereo, not stereo. I was gonna say why are you, why are you why are you like freaking on this? Well no, I just I, ST clearly just is yeah, yeah, stereo. It is just stereo. So there's 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 the mini and then there's the mini stereo. And I saw these at NAM when I went to the uh, I went to the Laney booth. I don't think I saw the stereo ones. I, I this is the first I'm hearing of those. But the minis, um they had a really nice little display area um for them. Um but the, the, it is a little bit disconcerting because there's three styles. So there's a uh, Lionheart, um, so the the blue um, the blue sort of Tolex style with the the wheat um, wheat wheat fret cloth. Um, there's the Ironheart style, which is the you know everything black and then everything else. Yeah. And then there's um, the other style, which they are calling g something super mini S- super g yeah which is uh the super group which model. is which is what the um it's, uh, a, it's the a classic black country yeah black what do they, what do they call it black country custom yeah exactly that's that. the uh that's the tony iomi yes style isn't it so th- there's also a mini one that looks like basically like the tony iomi amp um however as far as i could tell there isn't any difference in the sound of any of those three amps yeah. i think it's just the aesthetics i think that is correct because there's there's some app connection where you can like dial in loads of different sounds. Yeah, so they've they've hooked up with Ultimate Guitar, um, and there is there's some sort of modelling system that's available. the the um, The press release isn't very it's not very clear. Yeah, um, but it's some sort of um, extra. You know, you have to pay for this extra service. Um, and you get, I guess, ult- Ultimate Guitar. Is that tabs? Yes, it is. That's right. So yeah. I guess you'll get tabs and you'll get loads of different amp models. Well, um, it sounds like... So basically, it comes with Tone... Br- or you've got access to Tone Bridge, um, which allows you to... Which is a, an app from Ultimate Guitar where they're doing tones. Um, but then you also get three months free trial of Ultimate Guitar Pro, which, which gives you, you the, the tones, tabs, and thousands of tunes. Right. So I guess that's like backing tracks and stuff like that, or maybe it's so. like um, versions of the songs that you can play over the top. I don't know. We need to do a bit of investigation into that. But um, yeah, they, they call it the, the Laney Smartphone Insert. I assume it means you're not connecting your phone Oh, yeah, the LSI connecting cable is supplied with the unit and works with iOS and Android devices. So, oh. by the sound of things, you have to hook your phone... So, it's not... Bluetooth. It's not Bluetooth. You have to hook your phone to the amp, and then that does your tone... That creates your tones. Huh. Okay. Well, I guess let's see. Yeah, let's see how that pans out. I'll be curious to it, see one of these my, my concern here. My concern here is it's... I feel like this isn't very 2018. Yeah. Um, this kind of feels... Yeah, this kind of feels a couple of years too late. Yeah. Um, but I, li- I like I the, I- I like I- the I- idea. I- absolutely, I- absolutely. It just seems a little bit strange that it's not... You don't plug it... In, you don't program it via Bluetooth like you do with the um, TC uh, tone print, for example, or like you do with the um, the Mustang GT. You know, you pull, yeah, there is- pull the amp software out there is no mention of bluetooth anywhere in the specs yeah. i also guess you can't play music through it or anything like that well there's 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 an auxiliary in right okay but yeah not uh not, not via bluetooth. bluetooth yeah yeah which so. seems very strange to me when pretty much everyone else in the market is doing that yes although um uh just a little bit of behind the scenes work uh having been involved with um uh having been involved with a company that sells Bluetooth products in various countries throughout Europe, I can tell you the untold headaches that you get from uh, trying to get lithium-ion and Bluetooth products into different markets. Because yeah. everybody, everybody ha- all, the, all the countries in Europe have got different guidelines and, you know, we're putting stuff into... Uh, we we put stuff into South Africa and stuff to India, and so it's not just the EU; it's not just Europe that we're dealing with. So maybe Laney, maybe Laney just maybe Laney have gone. Do you know what works? Jack cables, <laughs> jack cables, and batteries. Yeah, uh, AA batteries not supplied. 
Um, so maybe they're just uh, you know taking the path of least resistance. That's true. Yeah, it's not even rechargeable within no, the amp it's, itself. It's it's, double A's. Yeah. This, um, is, this is an old school product, isn't it? What I like about it, they've done so many things right in the. They're playing on their history. They've taken three classic completely, amps from the Laney range, completely. and they've gone. You know, whether you want, you know, you want a home practice amp, but maybe you're a metaler. This one, it does all the sounds, but yep. it looks like a metal amp. If you're a classic guy, you know, there's like the uh, the Lionheart or the um, Supergroup models that look kind of classic, um, but it still does all the sounds. So if you want to do metal, you can do it, but it looks yep. might be nice for your living room or, yep. or whatever. Um, exactly. Um, this is this is kind of addressing the issue that I think a lot of people had with. Uh, amplify when when that yeah. first came out yeah. is that it it looked really weird it didn't look like anything that people sort of knew as a guitar amp or knew as a home stereo system and I think that put a lot of people off Definitely. so so if you're going down this route having the different aesthetics available I think is is a smart plan what they've forgotten to do is put in any any of the features from something like amplify well, completely completely so yeah so, it's a bit of a weird old school product very weird but let's see what happens you know may, maybe this is going to be the sort of thing that rivals going back to what we were talking about um with the um the Blackstar Fly 3, maybe this is going to be the sort of thing that, that rivals that. I don't know. Sure, but there is a Bluetooth version of that available as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. hmm. let's move on. Um, Seymour Duncan have announced uh, the Silver Lake Reverb. Um, we had a quick listen to this earlier. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's um, a fairly modern sounding reverb. It, it gives you everything that you would expect uh, they, they from just, spring to shimmer. They describe it as a reverb workstation. So, yeah, it's basically uh, starting off with basic sounds. So you've got, you know, spring or room or hall, um, but then you can pretty much tweak any parameter in there and you can come up with some really wacky sounds. We had to listen to um, some demos earlier and it was very ambient sounding. Yeah, completely. I mean, they they obviously know what they're doing. I tell you what, Seymour Duncan have really, I feel, reinvented themselves with their pedal offering over the last few years. Um, because for a long time it was only the pickup booster. It was the only thing that anybody wanted. Yeah, they did some other stuff, but it was they just did, but not it wasn't very, very good. good. No, yeah. it was only ever the pickup booster, and um, and I think that they've really managed to spread uh, spread themselves a bit with regards to the the pedals that they've got. You know, the, the Palladium, which I guess is also you would consider that probably a workstation. Yeah, they, I think they called that a preamp workstation. I, that's that's my oh no, like an overdrive workstation, something that's, like that. That's yeah, I remember it being something like that. And then, but you know, there was that. There's um, the uh, the single pedals, the eight oh five. You know, the the sort of uh, tube screamer. That's type really thing. nice. The vapor trail. That's really nice as well. You know, there's some. You start sort of sitting down and thinking about it. There's some great Seymour Duncan pedals out there. Um, so, I, do they do a delay version of a of a kind I of? Don't work think they station? do. Yeah, I think the only delay is the vapor trail. Just, just sort of analog. Oh, the Andromeda, Andromeda dynamic digital delay. Oh, maybe they do. Yeah, maybe you're right. The Andromeda. Uh, we talked about that quite a while ago. I think it came out sort of this halfway through last year, something yeah, like that. Maybe this looks a lot. This has got the same sort of um, uh, what's the word? Kind of uh, oh yeah, workstation it, size. Yeah, it, it's got, you know you've got eight or nine uh, eight or nine knobs on there, uh, two foot switches. Yeah, I guess what they're doing is they're just they're putting together. I don't know whether this is a this is them kind of do trying to go after the Strymon market. But I would hundred percent say that it is in a more traditional method. You know, there's no there's no banks in there. There's no programming by the looks um, of things. No, I think there is. Oh, really? Actually. Well, there certainly is on the Silver Lake because you've got um, full MIDI compatibility, hundred and twenty eight oh, okay. presets. So I would assume that the Andromeda is the same. There certainly is. Oh yeah, the Andromeda has got MIDI and MIDI out. Yeah, so there certainly isn't on the um, Palladium. That was pretty much just a you a know like a, a nice preamp of, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're looking at the Silver Lake, yeah, there is definitely um, definitely presets, 128 presets, all available through MIDI. Um, you can also just have a look at some of the features they've got. Um, this thing, I think, called dynamic expression. So basically. Uh, sets up how important your picking dynamics are to how it sounds so if if you've got dynamic expression from how I understand if you've got dynamic expression down how hard you play doesn't affect the reverb so that's 
like a compressor basically kind of yeah i guess it is kind of doing that it's controlling how much dynamics are factoring into the final sound yeah um and then i i would guess if you wind it all the way up um it means that it's very very expressive based on your on your picking right um, okay which could be a cool thing definitely you know to get some kind of weird and, and wonderful sounds um also usb compatible uh so you can connect it to an uh, librarian software um so you can either save your own patches or you can download other people's patches um yeah it seems like a quality thing i don't know on pricing yet. no i, don't I, I can't set. see it anywhere i'm gonna assume that it's gonna be 250 quid ish yeah, something like that that's um, have a quick um, have a quick look see a, if anyone's got it on there but look. yeah it looks um, it looks nice like you say Seymour Duncan are doing something very different obviously I think they've realised that there's more competition for pickups now whereas Seymour Duncan were the only go to company for a while you know if someone said oh I need some new pickups you go yeah get some Seymour Duncans now obviously you've got Bare Knuckle we've got talked about boutique places like Monty's Pickups so maybe they're just expanding their offering you're, you're wincing at the price Jay Four hundred and twenty-nine pounds. Okay, so it is fully Strymon DD five or whatever it is RV five hundred. Uh, yeah, RV territory. Yeah, um, interesting. It's a lot of money. A yeah. lot of money. A lot more than I was expecting it to be. But you know, maybe it, we need to do some sort of shootout. Maybe we need to get an RV five hundred and um, a. I was going to say timeline. Big Sky. The delay. Big Sky. Yes. Um, and do a little shootout. Because the Seymour Duncan did sound very impressive in those demos. I tell you what, they, they're doing some great stuff. They really are. Some of these pedals are just... They, they, the Vapor Trail, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's. I, the Andromeda, I, I, I must have switched off when we talked about that. We I definitely did talk about it. I don't it. really remember it. But I think that's it's a cool little... You know, without wanting to... I think that we, we kind of live in our own little bubble here sometimes, people who are into guitars and into guitar pedals. You know, you, all you've got to do is look at Pedal Boards of Doom and look, everybody has got a big sky and everybody yeah. has got a timeline and everybody's got a Mobius. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I think it would be cool to start seeing these sort of things superseding those pedals. Yeah. Um, well, just to just to keep you know from a, from a I guess kind of from a selfish point of view to keep things looking interesting. Well, I mean, and things you know the the boss stuff definitely is encroached on some of that territory. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. Um, DD five hundreds are are making their way onto. You see people sort of shifting away from timelines onto yeah. the onto the DDs, and I th- I really think that it's good that the uh, whatever the modulation one's called there M MD five hundred MD five hundred. I'm I'm really glad that that has. Because the Mobius was sort of set out there by itself as the only option for, yeah. uh, I guess, also in the the Eventide, the H9. But um, you know, it's co- it's just nice to see a little bit of variance, yeah, on uh, on on what people have got. Yeah, it can go both ways. I quite like seeing a board where it's just like all Strymon or all of the Boss modelers yeah, yeah. together. I think that's um. It's cool. But yeah, nice mix. And, you know, it's, it's happened before. You know, Eventide were the ones who were kind of winning that war. Then Strymon came in. Uh, the boss have come in and eaten some of that. So maybe Seymour Duncan will uh, be able to do the same thing. Interesting. Um, last bit of news this week. Ovation Guitars announced the Richie Sambora Elite Double Neck. Um, Jay, when I put this in the email, you sort of went... Ah, really? Interesting. Um, because, you know, it's Richie Sambora, someone who... Is he even still in Bon Jovi? He was out of Bon Jovi for a bit. I don't really know if he's still involved. I thought he's just Richie Sambora now, isn't he? Well, I mean, that's always been his name. Oh, well, name. here we go. Um, I've just 
Googled Richie Zambora, and uh, the first couple of results are Richie Zambora reports on, quote, wonderful, end quote, Bon Jovi reunion rehearsals. Right, well, there we go. So he's back in the band. He's getting the band back together. Um, I mean, this, this really is just a little bit like Spinal Tap or something. Yeah, it? totally. <laughs> totally. And, and to, to make it as Spinal Tap as possible, Richie Zambora has teamed up with Ovation to release a double neck 18 string acoustic guitar. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, so this is, you know, it's that classic sound heard at the start of uh, Dead or Wanted Dead or Alive. Is it just called Dead or Alive or is it Wanted Dead or Alive? I don't know. He's a cowboy on a steel horse he rides. Um, and, yeah, basically, Ovation, uh, that was, I believe, recorded on Ovation. Uh, and Richie Sambora has now come back into the fold as an Ovation artist with this brand new double neck. It's from their Elite series, so, you know, it's like the top end of what they uh, of what they make. Um, and to be fair, we listened to the uh, little preview video of it, and it did sound pretty good. Oh, yeah, completely. I completely. mean, it's that sound. It's basically, it sounds exactly like the beginning of that record. So if you like the sound of that, that is what this 12 string will do and obviously there's a six string uh, on there as well it's very very niche product it's not Loser. The, well yeah who uses six strings oh. um it's a very niche product it is a very niche product the story is quite nice though because he in this uh in in this article he does say how um he went to he went to ovation uh, well, <laughs> it seems like a bit of a backhanded compliment, I will say, because he says, they worked with me to help create my original acoustic double neck when nobody else could even figure out how to make one. Which says to me that he went Ovation to- <laughs> were not his first choice. <laughs> I went to everyone else. They went. They either went, Richie, we can't do it, or Richie, we're not going to do that. So I went back to Ovation. They said, thank God, you're back. <laughs> they flung the doors open and said, Mr. Sambora, step on in. So um, yeah, and and what what's nice is um, and uh, one one of the guitar nerds uh, I won't mention any names, Mark Packham, but did say, "Cool, this kind of just stinks like a bit of a cash in." No, however, no, that is not what I said. I'm I said I'm glad we read through the entire article <laughs> because otherwise I might have said, "Yeah, okay, this reeks of cashing in." But actually, um, the this article says that uh, all of Richie Sambora's royalties from this guitar is being donated to uh, to a couple of non-profit organisations. Uh, one called Notes for Notes and the other called Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, so I don't know what either of those are, but it's very nice that uh, these things are going to uh, going to charity. So just having a quick look. Um, notes for Notes, I assume means notes as in, you know, readies. Cash dollar. As in cashish. Uh, the Benjamins. Uh for notes, as in, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then the sharps and the flats. Okay. Uh, what about H? Have you ever played an H? Oh, no, I've, I don't know how you do an H chord. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. How do you do it? Just, like, hold down all the notes. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that what, what you do? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Notes for Notes appears to be an organisation that uh, supplies, um, designs, equips, and staffs after-school recording studios. That's cool. I think a boys and girls clubs is also the same, a similar thing. Basically, yes. it's like after school clubs. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's really that's really nice. It's it's um, you know, shame on us for being a bit cynical about the whole I mean, thing. He's not short of cash, is he? No, I'm of sure co- of he's not. made his money. I'm sure he's doing all right. Mind you, I think he's been divorced a few times, so maybe that's much like uh, Russell Crowe last week. Speaking of Russell Crowe, I uh, we have to talk about Russell Crowe again. I we did was, half an hour on it last <laughs> I was, week. I was listening to. I think it was. I think it was just on the radio when I was driving back from work one day this week, um, and uh, the the auction has been and gone. I didn't see what the guitars went for, but apparently his suit of armor from the movie Gladiator sold for seventy thousand pounds. That doesn't seem like that much, to be honest. I mean, that's quite a lot of money for um, some metal that a geezer got sweaty in. I know, but it's like it's an iconic film. You know, it's an Oscar-winning film. Yeah. He's what are you going to do with it? He's the main character. What are you going to do with it? Well, yeah, but I'm, I don't know, some museum somewhere or some, you know, some speculator on it. 70 grand doesn't seem like that much money. <laughs> You've changed since you bought your house, mate. That's well, I mean, you know. Listen, I'll just extend the mortgage. I'm Ella, just, I've got this great idea for the living room. The thing room. is, she'd probably be up for it. Yeah, she'd probably. be like, oh, yeah, it's old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's old stuff that's a waste of money. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, Richie Sambora looks like he's doing a good turn for the kids um, by re uh, joining with Ovation, and also a good turn for those people who want that guitar because yeah, and I'm, I'm sure both of them are going to be really happy that it's now available. <laughs> one neck each. There's only <laughs> there's only one guitar available. They get custom. One week, one of them has the the six string. The next week, that one has the uh, the twelve string, Honestly, and they swap. An Eighteen string acoustic guitar. Beautiful. Just get a, just get a, just get an acoustic guitar and use some chorus. Like I mean, that is also an option. <laughs> just get that um, Yamaha, the trans acoustic that's got chorus built in. Just just uh, just get a, a Line Six Variax. You know, it's probably that is true. Got, it's probably got a twelve string acoustic sound in there. Yeah, probably. Richie Sambora, mate. Come on, come speak to your boys' guitar dealers. We'll help you out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mate, just get a Variax. <laughs> sorted. Job done. And a Baja Telly. With that, let's dive into a whole big barrel of. Questions. I can't go. I can't do it. My, I like. I speak about an octave higher than he does anyway. That is true. Helium boy. Maybe I should go higher. I don't want to go higher because I might. Yes. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's never do that ever again. Thing is, we can't record on Monday next week, so he might not be here next week either. Oh, good lord. Hmm. So I hope you're enjoying this, people listening. <laughs> um, first up, Robin says, at a gig the other day, the other guitarist amp balked. We ended up using a DI box out of the pedal board. Obviously, it sounded crap. Um, what's a good emergency solution for such eventuality? What do you think? Um, so I've always thought a good emergency solution for something such as this is to have um, a uh, electroharmonics 44 Magnum or 22 Caliber. Yep. Because they are small, they are cheap, um, they sound okay. It's, they don't sound fantastic, but they sound okay. It will sound a lot better than just DI straight out. Um, and uh, you're, you know, you're going to get a usable sound there. Another option is get one of those Boss pedals that's got uh, Cosm technology. That will do it because you could also DI out of that. Again, it's not going to sound perfect, but it's better than just DI straight out. Um, I would say. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Line 6 Pocket Pod, believe yep. it or not. I yep. don't know if they're still current. You might want to just check on that. But for a long time, when we were doing a band where Jay and I were doing a band, which I won't go into the details of, but um, I didn't really care too much about my bass sound, my rig was a Line 6 Pocket Pod into the PA because I couldn't be bothered to take an amp. Um, po- pocket Pod's still available. They're not um, a huge amount of money, are 85, they? 75 quid. And they sound pretty good. They are They are good little... Which is weird because, I mean, how? when was the Pocket Pod released? Oh, a long time Ten ago. Ten years ago? More than that. No, in fact, I found a Music Radar review of one from 2007. Yeah. I tell you, what do you think it got? I mean, that is basically 10 years ago. I don't know, Music Radar, so it's either going to be four or five. I'm <laughs> saying five. It got five stars. Yeah, yeah, of course it did. Um, yeah, do you know what? Um, that will pros, be- a flexible, portable practice tool at a fantastic price. Cons, given the price, there's really nothing to complain about. There we go. So- I mean, to be honest, I think that is a five-star product. That would- is cheaper now than it was then. Yeah, well, that makes sense to me. <laughs> um, do you know what? That would be my, my answer, actually, because um, if you're in a real emergency situation, um, it will run on batteries, so you can just have some AA batteries kicking around. Uh, you don't even have to plug it in to the, uh, to the wall. In fact, I think that's how I was using it when we were doing this band. Right. I literally couldn't even be bothered to bring a 9-volt power supply. So I just used my bass into the... Because there are some bass things on there. There's like an Ampeg thing. But I think I used the JCM 800 model for my bass. Um, and I think you get a tr- you can switch the cabs and stuff, but I think I just used the 412, and it sounded pretty good. And I've actually used it for doing some like real basic home recording as well um, for guitar. And it's even on you know if you just want to knock together a demo or whatever, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they are they are good little things. So that's um that's what I would do. That would sit at the end of the pedal board again. It wouldn't sound fantastic with pedals. It's not really designed for that. You're supposed to really go straight in um, your other option I guess would be if you want something that's kind of gig bag sized um, Sansamp GT2 yeah um, like one of one of their modelers yeah completely yeah one of the, one of those because um, th- there's also a whole host of all those uh, all those Sansamps like the um, what do they call them the the something series yeah. celebration series no, like classic s- range or something I can't like that what it's called but they have they have a bunch they've got like the Liverpool which sounds a bit like a Vox and they have the 
uh, California that sounds a bit like a fan. I think they've got California. They've got like a, a t- or maybe it's called the Orange. I think it might be called the Orange and that's the one that sounds like a California. I can't remember. No, there's definitely a California one. Is there? I, yeah. can't, I can't remember. But there's, there's a bunch of those Sans amps and they're, they're pretty good. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the um, I think the, the Electroharmonics or the uh, the Line 6 are a good shout for that. Definitely. definitely. Something, something that's got a decent Something that does amp modelling that you can fit in your gig well, bag, I think, is the solution. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, um, Joe says, does anyone else watch videos of people playing instruments they can't play for inspiration? Um, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, do I play? Do I watch videos of people playing instruments they can't play for inspiration? No, no, not they can't play, that, that I you can't, can't that, play. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Yeah, I just watched like this guy. He just like picks up a guitar and he can't really do anything with it. He's just like, yeah, this is great. I mean, to be honest, that's a guitar nerd's video <laughs> that, that I'm in. Not Matt. Matt can play guitar very well, but anything that I'm playing guitar in, you are literally watching that. <laughs> um, I not really for inspiration, but for fun. Well, kind of for inspiration because I, 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 I was talking. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I, I really want to get into using those uh, Roland Boutique synths that I've got. And so I watch a lot of videos of um, people playing uh, analog synths. Yeah. And every time I'm like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get something out of this. And I just look, and I just have, I'm just like, what on earth are you doing? How is this noise being made? I don't understand. Um, I'm also really into watching people videos of people playing the theremin. Um, okay. I have thought about buying one of those Moog thereminis. I'd love if you bought a theremin. I'd be around here every day. I, I just don't really understand. I don't. I, your, yeah, I, your weird little room upstairs is going to get really weird. Yeah, if, you, if it's I, just you in there with no <laughs> guitar stuff and analog synths and the theremin, I'm getting, and I'll get my space echo back from back yeah, here in a couple yeah. of weeks. Um, I, I, I really want a theremin, but I don't know whether I want to spend the time to learn how to play it. I don't. I mean, I don't think there is much to learn apart from you just know where to put your hand and what shape to have your hand in. Yeah, I guess that's any instrument. Well, really, completely, completely. Yeah, it's, I not, mean, and it's fairness, not like you're learning chord shapes or no, anything. It's no, just no, no. practicing the movements. I think the only thing I really want to do is play the Star Trek theme. Yeah, you know. And then you would have spent <laughs> what, how much are they? Three hundred quid or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, you've just spent three hundred quid just to do that. But um, Theremini, let's have a quick look. Uh, Moog Theremini, two hundred eighty-nine quid. Just get one. I mean, so put it on the Guitar Nerds account and we'll yeah, just okay. mess around right, with it. I'll do that. It's fine. The one that I watch all the time is the... I'm really annoyed because I've forgotten his name. Um, the I just watch drummers pretty much uh, for inspiration other than... Okay, I don't really watch guitar videos. Most guitar players don't play guitar in the way that I like guitar to be played. Yeah. If I'm watching... If I want to learn about guitar, like I'll watch someone playing some Steve Cropper licks or whatever and that is the kind of guitar playing that I like. I'm not going to watch someone doing shred stuff what's the point I don't like that music I'll never be able to play that music no. it's a waste of time so the, what I actually do watch is quite a lot of drumming stuff so Josh Freeze from yeah. the Vandals and various session and stuff a perfect circle basically and, everything else uh, Guns of Roses um, and also the fella whose name I've forgotten who does the medleys the like Green Day chronology Kyle, Kyle Smith Kyle Smith no, Kai? Kai, Kai Smith, maybe. Just look it up. Um, he uh, is the fella who he's he's got famous for doing... Kai Smith. Kai Smith, yeah, yeah. yeah like drum chronology. So like every Green Day song in five minutes. And I can't actually figure out how he puts them together. It must be tons of practice because he's jumping... A lot of the time he's jumping time signatures and tempos. Well, probably not time signatures. Yeah, no, time signatures a lot of the time. Because, oh, you know, it's not just Beatles he does. He also does, uh, sorry, not just Green Day that he does, but yeah. he also does, like, the Beatles oh, and, okay. like, yeah. weird other bands. Um, the, one, the one that I thought was really good was when he did, um, and uh, apologies, when Joe and Matt aren't on this podcast, it does kind of turn into the, uh, punk, the punk nerds. Yeah. Uh, he did, a, um, he did a, a load of, he did, he did uh, a part, he did an excerpt uh, from one of each record that came out on Fat Wreck yes. or something like that. He did he did a bit from it. So he's gone through it, Fat Wreck, uh, Fat Wreck Chords being the record label owned by Fat Mike from NoFX. So it's all like sort of punk rock. And um, yeah, he, he must have gone through, found an interesting drum part from each record. Then also gone, okay, well, will that work with 
the, something from the next record and the next record. So yeah. that, that I thought was really cool. And there's, he's also quite clearly doing production on it as well because sometimes he's changed like pitches and tempos and things like that to make it flow. Yeah. So not only is he doing the drum parts, he's also stitching all of these songs together and then, yeah, working out the drum how the drum parts flow into each other. Remember it, because sometimes they're like 10, 12 minutes yeah. long. He's remembering that entire sequence. He's not reading and then he's playing it I assume with a click that varies in tempo that he has played it enough that he can predict the tempo change. I mean, what you're talking about there, though, is... um, Being a good musician. (laughs) Writing a song, yeah, to a certain degree. Sure, I mean, he basically is just... He must be practising Some of Branson's songs are like 45 minutes long. I'd rather not, mate, to be honest. (laughs) I'd rather not think about him when he's not here. It's probably (laughs) for the best. Um, Let's do... um, Let's do... What question should we do? Yogi says, Fuzz Pedal, Big Muff or Fuzz Face? Your favourite version of each? That's a good question. Uh, Big Muff, for me, um, I would say the... um, I prefer Big Muff to Fuzz Face. Yeah, me too. Um, Though I really like what um, Dunlop did when they released the Fuzz Face minis. Uh, My understanding from people who know a lot about these sorts of things uh, and care a lot more than I do is that they weren't particularly authentic recreations but um they weren't the size of a dinner plate um which was fantastic and you could actually plug a power supply into them which is also fantastic um and you know us by now uh we are absolutely functionality over um authenticity yeah um and yeah I, i thought they were very good i would say that my favorite uh, Big Muff though the the best Big Muff I've ever heard is the one that Matt's got which is the 70s op amp one oh I think. so good it's, it's just it's absolutely fantastic I haven't had a chance to try the um, the new mini op amp Big Muff yet I'd be really interested to hear that alongside Matt's one because it's uh, we've talked about this a couple of times before but Matt and I once we wanted we wanted to dispel this myth that new Big Muffs didn't sound as good as old Big Muffs and Matt brought his old 70s Big Muff into the shop and we were going to do a video on it and we ended up having to abandon the idea of doing a video on it because the 70s one sounded so much better yeah. than the uh, than the new one. So I'd be really interested to see whether it, whether they stack up. Yeah, um, whether I'm they sure can... there's been comparison videos done. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch yeah, have it. They, have they captured some of that magic yeah. in the new op-amp and style? It was, but I also really like the Russian Big Muff, yeah. um, which I know is something that is a bit sort of Marmite for some people. Um, but yeah, I, for me, the, the, op-amp, the op-amp Big Muff is just, it's just absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I can't really talk too much about the, the fuzz face because it's just... The size of it just never appealed to me. No. Um, and the functionality and stuff. The new ones, every time I plug one in or listen to a demo on them, I just always felt like a bit disappointed. I'm always just like, oh, this isn't this isn't for me. And I'm sure there's some people out there who love them, but well, I think they've it's got, just not the sound for me. No, I, I think that they've got the that history due to them being, you know, it's, it's a Hendrix. It, essentially, they're yeah. all Hendrix signature pedals, yeah, aren't yeah. they? You know? And I think that um, if that's the sound that you want, if you want to sound like Hendrix, then there's sort of no reason not to get one. But once you take a step away from that, I'm not sure that it's 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 just not for me. The 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 fuzz face. Yeah. Um, Moritz says, "What's the difference between the standard Boss pedals and the Wazercraft ones? Are they mods? How much better are they than the normal ones?" So, um, a little bit of history. The Waza means something like finely crafted, yeah. or some like you know fine, uh, or, you know handmade, or there's some it, some meaning in Japanese that basically means it's above normal production. Um, and they introduced them what five years ago, something like that, four or five years ago, something like that. Yeah, must be yeah about four years ago probably. Um, and basically, what they are is uh, a, a, another. They're the next tier up from the standard boss pedals. Not only um, do they have the regular sounds in them, so for example, like the BD2, um, they've also got an extra sound in there. Um, and that plays out in a number of different ways. So things like the uh, DM2W and the... Is it the CE2W? Uh, the VB, VB2, the Vibrato. So, yeah, Vibrato. So they're the recreations of the original... And, sorry, yeah, CE2 as well. Yeah, so they're recreations of the regular 
or the original pedals that long discontinued, um, but with a, a uh, mode in there that adds another sound to the yeah. original. Um, things like the uh, BD2W are essentially a regular blues driver with the other another sound in there yeah. as well. Um, so it does actually vary by pedal uh, what you're getting, whether it's a reissue one with a new sound or whether it's a normal one with a, another sound added in there. Um, there's also the TU3W. Yes. Which is uh, which is uh, just the, the sort of um, the troll pedal, I think. Pretty contentious, this one. Yeah, completely. I, I, I mean, my understanding, and I will have to defer to um, my somewhat uh, bias how in Matt Knight but he um, he reckoned that the buffer that's in the uh, TU3W is super super state of the art is you know really really high quality buffer and um, and that's what really differentiates it from the uh, from the standard TU3 uh, and I believe it's something like 0.1 of a cent more accurate or something like that which you know as I'm, as this is the punk nerds podcast today uh we don't really care about that yeah just don't even take a tuner with yeah, you well, just forget yeah. about it no, the, no. um but yeah some of those some of those uh Wazelcraft pedals are just absolutely fantastic the um the the DM2W is just it's just out of this world and i know that joe is a big fan of the VB2W i think that's where they've really found success is reissuing the old pedals yeah um, agreed and yeah. adding a new sound there i mean things like the blues driver yes i do like that other sound and and the the overdrive as well the SD1W yeah, i but, mean i don't even know if i've ever even played one uh, i have when they first came out yeah we um, we plugged them all in and you know there there is we did some head to heads and yeah the new sounds are are really nice um but the uh it really is the kind of vintage stuff that is where they've kind of found their niche nice yeah. nice pedals dm2w in particular is a it's a stunning sounding delay um so we've got two questions to finish off and i want you to choose which one we'll we'll go for andrew's question is why do you guys think green day is punk um <laughs> and chris's question is what is your favorite cheese <laughs> Well, which will we go for? Um, well, shall I answer one and you answer the other? Because uh, I'm not really qualified to answer one of those questions. Well, I thought you could talk about vegan cheese. What's, oh, your, what's I, the best I, vegan cheese? Oh, no, that's... Yeah, I, I meant the green deal okay, one. Okay, right, really yeah, 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 fine, fine. Um, Let's do the cheese one quickly now. Okay. Just say a cheese. Uh, well, I, I've been vegan for about 10 years, so uh, I don't... What's the best vegan cheese? Is there's what I'm not saying. really anything. There's, they're there's they're no, all dreadful. They're, they're not all dreadful, but there's nothing that's sort of you can't. It depends what you want it for. Uh, Dyer is quite good for pizza. Violife is quite good for um, pasta. Uh, this is a, a whole other question. This this requires. They're all quite crap. Coming up on the Patreon episode this week, Jay runs down <laughs> vegan to know. Definitely not. Um, my favourite cheese is the Stinking Bishop. It's excuse me, the Stinking Bishop. It's uh, basically the smelliest cheese and the most strong cheese that I've ever had. Is that the one that you had to put into like three containers in your house? Oh, so after Christmas last year, there was a. It, it came in the original wrapper. Then we wrapped it in four, and then we put it in a Tupperware, and then we put it in the fridge, and you could still smell it in the living room. It's just love it. I, oh, I, so good. I don't. I don't get it. I so don't get good. It at all. So good. Let's uh, answer Andrew's question. Why do you think Green Day is punk? Well, because they're a punk band. Well, exactly. Uh, that's that's why I think Green. Day. I mean, you know, I, even take something like American Idiot. You know, the now uh, a record that kind of passed me by. I sort of wasn't that into it but the big singles are like American Idiot is a is a pop punk song yeah but you go back to 1988 when they released 1039 Smoothed Out Slappy Hours which was obviously a collection of the previous couple of EPs and then Kaplunk the record that came after that I mean that is an absolutely fantastic punk rock record there's I don't understand what's to di- if you're into punk I don't understand what's to dislike about Kaplunk it's just there's three fellas playing really simple songs that have got great choruses and and then it's over yeah and also um, it, you know if, if we're talking about punk as like a lifestyle and kind of uh, ideology you know that certainly to begin with you know they didn't have you know it was lookout records and, and, and what have you but even before that um, it, I think they were on I can't remember the name that those singles came out on but they um, wasn't it Slappy no, that's the name of the EP. Oh, I've, I've got that, I think. The Slappy EP. Underdog Records or something like that. Maybe. Um 
yeah, I mean, it's just those three blokes uh, going around in a van, driving constantly, playing every night for no money. That's kind of the essence of punk, really. Yeah. And yes, obviously, it's grown into this big... Oh, I mean, I would say these days they are a rock band. Oh, yeah, they're like a stadium, stadium rock, band. rock band. But, you know, you we, we saw them last year and it was it was very weird. Yeah, it was pretty boring, I thought. Because yeah. the, the songs that you like are played a bit slower than they would be. Um, but, but also, you know, Billy Joe's got his own label where they put out kind of smaller bands. Yeah. He's done work. He still occasionally does stuff with Pinhead Gunpowder, which is a punk band, you know, with some quite cool punk people in it. Um, up until recently, Mike also had another band where they were doing, they're putting out stuff on a small label. Um Trey likes golf, it seems. Um, I mean, you know, they're all millionaires. Well, of course, of course. like, whatever. Yeah, and I've, I've just found out, actually, Billy Joe's doing this other band, The Long Shot, who okay. are putting out, like, little snippets of stuff secretly on Instagram. And if you've been kind of following the little Easter eggs and the little trail, um, you can kind of hear a whole song of theirs. And it sounds pretty good. It sounds like... Um, what was that other band they did? Foxborough Hot Tubs. Oh, okay. Uh, a little while ago. It's got that kind of garagey yeah, yeah. vibe. Um, they, was it The Network as well? That was the kind of new wavy band yeah. that they did. I like that record. I thought yeah, it was that, good. Yeah, uh, that album's really good. Um, but yeah, you know, they're still involved. He, he runs this tiny record label, Adeline Records, and also has that little guitar shop as well now. I didn't know he had a guitar shop. Yeah, he's shop. got a little guitar shop where he, he just sometimes works in there and you wander up. And, you know, I, it's not like U2 where <laughs> they're the head of corporations now and you know doing you know huge stadium shows and you know that whole kind of corporate rock world I don't think Green Day is that I think there's elements of that in the music but I think as people they're not doing that you know they're they're still just three blokes and I know that they're still and you know this this isn't us sort of going into a world of us sort of defending one of the largest bands in the world but I know that um friend of the podcast ed mcnulty when he was on here he's been on here a couple of times uh his band uh his well he's left now but his old band beach slang they played a show in oakland which if i remember correctly was uh put on by one of the geezers from jawbreaker yeah uh and billy Armstrong just went to go and see him yeah. like you know he's, he's paying attention to what's going on in the in, in the punk world still. yeah i mean i think that's the difference for me is like you know if we're talking about rock stadium rock bands which green day are i would if someone said that i would think of like coldplay or u2 yeah. they're in that sphere can you imagine bono walking into a bar to go and like watch a local band well, play completely. probably not can you imagine billy Joe armstrong doing yeah. that absolutely yeah. he probably is still very much connected to that world him, him, him and bruce i reckon Bruce who? Springsteen. They're the, they're the two. They're the down to earth ones. You think Bruce would still? Yeah, I think Bruce would still go oh, to I, the local I remember, bar. The, I, I remember reading an in, uh, reading an interview with the Gaslight Anthem where they said that like they played the show in New Jersey and Bruce just went along. Yeah, just oh, went I to watch he's him. Such a good dude. Oh, he's just the best. With that, we should wrap up this podcast. Um, if you want to hear more, um, you can go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where for as little as one dollar a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. Um, this week, uh, well, from the five dollar tier, you get an extra half an hour every week. And this week, Jay and I are going to be going through. Now, let me get the issue. The uh, Total Guitar Readers Awards issue 2006 and seeing what gear people were into in 2006. I mean, on the cover, we've got John Frusciante and that dude uh, from uh, um, Avenged Sevenfold, uh, whose name... Sinister Gates. Sinister Gates, and also the guitar player from Wolfmother. Do you remember them? I do remember them. So we're going to talk He's a bit more... Hair. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit more about that, see what was voted for in the Reader Awards, this talk is- about the... Sh- guitar the shop ads and stuff that are in there this is kind of a precursor to uh the gear of yesteryear series which we said we were going to do and have not done yeah we've run out of time so we'll give we you will, a little we will do it at some point give you a the, little the preview. big issue is the fact that matt no, it's appears not, to guitar have, mag, oh, sorry, it's yeah. not the big issue uh the, the the main issue appears to be that matt has disappeared off the face of the earth uh i can't remember last time i saw him irl no he's um, gone but uh, yeah, once we all get in a room together, we'll, we will we'll uh, read some guitar mags. But yeah, you're getting a little sneak, uh, two-headed preview of that. We'll laugh at how innocent and stupid we all used to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the $5 tier. For $10 a month, you get your name read out on the regular episode like these people have. You're doing it. I'm not doing okay. it. Okay. Right, you've uh, got to do some music then. Do, 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 do. 
Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Grawl, Nate Nagel, Tucker Amadon, Ernie Cooper, Emery James Baker, Christopher Rapetish, Zane Omar, Matt Richards, Dave Lee, Derek Fitzer, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sheeman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Lozeth, Juan Correa, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Norvick, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Mancha, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Mark Cross, Brad Page, JD Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstis, Jack Godfrey, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Moot Gravitt, Colin Anderson. You and I. I took one breath. One yeah. breath. I couldn't do it. I don't know how he does it every week. Considering, you know, he's, he drinks a lot of booze and he's not very, you know, he's pretty unfit. Um, I don't understand how his lungs have got such no, capacity. No, Good we don't smoke, innit? Well, completely. Yeah. Um, so if you want to follow us, you can uh, go to Instagram at Guitar Nerds, uh, Twitter at Guitar Nerds. You can also join in the conversation, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. Um, and you can go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos. Lots of Guitar Nerds fun to be had. We're going to go and read this 2006 episode of, uh, episode? 2006 issue of Total Guitar Magazine in the Patreon. Do go there, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and we will see you next week cheers gang ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.